Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought Podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, knowing thyself, and doubting every thought. If you've been looking for peace in life and want to be a part of the revival, you've come to the right spot. So sit back, relax, and return to God. So hello everyone, welcome again to the Doubt Every Thought Podcast. It has been a while. Uh, on this episode, I actually have a female, a woman, who has decided to come on the podcast. <laughs> again. Again, who has a uh, great story about her alleged... Uh, do you have a fiancé now? Is that true, uh, <laughs> Rosalind? I'm not sure if that's actually yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> but just to kind of give some background to everybody, um, the guest on the show is Rosalind again. Rosalind is now my fiancé. And so... Oh, she... but why did you reveal it so soon? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I allegedly went to Maldives and like when I came back, I'm like, I already have a fiance. I'm engaged. And who is that guy? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so officially taken now. Um, I think it's just a wonderful thing to talk about on this particular episode is the whole experience that we had with as it relates to doubting every thought about how we were planning to meet in person, what it's like to travel during COVID you know, what it's like after we had met up. Um, Those are kind of the three basic things we wanted to start with. Um, I think Rosalind too, we we wanted to start sharing our kind of experiences related to relationships and how when you actually do it right, it's a very um, different, it's, it's so different than the normal type of conversation that I think it's worth talking about. But I think for this particular episode, we wanted to talk about planning to meet in person, traveling and all that. But, um, yeah, before we get started, did you have anything you wanted to share with everyone about the beginnings or anything particularly you wanted to pass along to those who listen? Um, aside from the fact that it's much quieter now, like there's no chickens and dogs in the <laughs> background. <laughs> That's the other thing too, is Rosalind is uh, currently quarantining in a uh, hotel back in the Philippines. And that's one mm-hmm. of the things about the different regulations in the u.s i believe they recommend quarantining but you don't have to but i believe Mm -hmm. in the philippines they require you to go to a hotel how how many days do they require you when you return from a trip is it like four days five days so it's gonna be six days and five nights in a hotel and then the rest of the days up to the 14th day i would have to complete at home so that's actually something that we can um like discuss as well, like how, how different it is for me and for you, and then how we were able to meet up in person in Maldives, meeting halfway. So that's pretty cool. Hi, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Rosin, and it's good to be here. And just, just before we get on with the other topics, I just want to say that it is such a privilege, um, like such an honor to be able to do these things. Uh, especially this podcast right now, like for anyone out there who's listening, I'm glad that you're listening. And um, we just want to share about our experience, uh, just to kind of share what it's like for us so far. And not in any way a form of convincing you to do the exact same thing. It's more like just sharing what's what we're doing, and how it's uh, different from most of what the other people are doing. You know, yep. So. Yep. I think and how we're also getting different results yeah i think too it's just helpful to share our experience because a lot of times when you 
look up um, just how to be able to meet up with each other in person, especially if you're not jabbed. Mm -hmm. uh, you mm -hmm. get all this conflicting information. You get a lot of people mm -hmm. who are fear mongering and scared. Right. Uh, you get a lot of, you know, everyone's saying it's not possible. Um, you get a lot of just all these barriers and mental things. And what we wanted to do is just talk about here is what do we do? You know, how did it work yeah. out? The timeline, mm -hmm. the challenges, um, and then how we overcame it and what it's kind of like after. So, you know, it's just and meant to, yeah. how doubt every thought played oh, yeah. in the, the, the whole thing. Yeah, and that's how we're relating it is how important it is to doubt every thought, not just, you know, morning and night, like we talk about on the podcast, to return to God, to know thyself, but also how throughout your day, especially when you deal with a challenging situation, uh, how mm -hmm. that plays a role and how just nice it is. Um, so anyways, that's, those are some good niceties. I think, um, maybe great Rosin to kind of talk about, um, planning to meet in person. That's a great yeah. first <laughs> initial topic. So we were doing long distance and we are, and, uh, we met through one of the dating applications. We started talking, um, once Rosalyn heard the podcast and then we started talking about that and we thought, um, you actually went through quite a transformation, you know, going to forgive and all that. And now you do the silent prayer every morning, every night. And mm -hmm. I kind of feel that it got to a point where we realized, Hey, this is real. Um, we're doing this right. You know, we're approaching mm -hmm. this correctly, allegedly, and we want <laughs> to meet in person. Is that kind of a good initial summary of, uh, how things were going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it is what i just want to add to that is the fact that for for the two of us like between us we know that it is for real but like the meeting up in person is something that is yeah uh like a very obvious thing to do but it's also <laughs> kind of prove it to other people that hey this is for real because like in our hearts like you and yours and mine like we don't have any doubts right. you know right yeah that's a good it's point. It's like a natural progression of things, and we're glad we did it. Yeah, I think, too, just uh, there's a lot of relationships that are kind of, um, they're fair-weather relationships. They're meant to kind of supplement an emptiness that someone has, and so they stay online, but they don't actually meet in person, or they're deluding themselves in the relationship online because they're portraying themselves differently than what they actually are mm -hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they're just being lustful and taking advantage of uh, people online who just want to share too much, whether it's physical or, you know, lustful abuse from the man to the woman, you know, all that type of stuff. And so whenever um, I would mention like, yeah, you know, we met online through um, uh, online dating and we're mm -hmm. meeting in person, like that comes across um, as very, uh, people put a question mark on it right in their minds which i believe is actually legit because mm -hmm. most of the time when someone says oh yeah i have a online girlfriend um or right. online whatever it, it is usually she for it's, real yeah is it for real does she exist <laughs> does she even speak <laughs> she English? An actual person <laughs> no 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 english here <laughs> <laughs> that'd be no so english. funny that'd be so funny if you did that when you first meet my family <laughs> Like, huh? <laughs> so um just little english <laughs> so i think uh 
I wanted to bring that up too to people that um, I totally get when it comes to meeting in person an online relationship. Um, mm -hmm. It's totally legit to have a question mark in people's minds. Um, and I'm sure even in the people who are in that relationship, there's a question mark. But either way, just wanted to kind of address that, that that initial hesitation in other people's minds makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So yeah, that's kind of the initial ideas started talking. We realized that what we talk about is the things that truly matter. It's about family and faith and how relationships should be and how to handle conflict. And once we kind of realize we're on the same page and, you know, I'm seeking the kingdom of God and you are too. And then you look to me as an example. Um, mm -hmm. We just started to realize like, Hey, this is great. The natural progression is to meet in person. And so that's when the uh, adventure began. Uh, and to give, to give a kind of timeline, you know, we started talking in March last year and mm -hmm. then we it's began a year now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we began the courtship. Um, this is where Rosalind is known to help me on dates. <laughs> <laughs> it was in July. So, okay. So July is when the courtship began. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe it was October or November timeframe. We're like, let's make this happen. You know, let's uh, let's when meet up we, in person. When we originally planned this, it was by the end of September, and supposedly the first meetup is scheduled in November. Right. Okay. So we were planning to meet in November, and it was a bit of a challenge because uh, we're both not injected with certain things, and so <laughs> because of that, um, you know, there's certain places that people are out to visit. So I would like to go to the Philippines mm -hmm. to see you. But the Philippines mm -hmm. is quite extreme when it comes to the enforcement mm -hmm. of these sorts of things. This jabby jabby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever the jabby jabby ding dong is. <laughs> so uh, they only allowed, they actually didn't allow any foreigners in until recently. And that's only the ones who have uh, gone through the medical procedure. So we're like, okay, what do we do? Uh, Rosalind being miscreative, she was able to find, um, a, I guess a website or whatever it may be that was able to identify places that people can travel to. And right. I believe we had a couple locations. One of them was Mexico. Um, mm -hmm. one of them was, was it Sri Armenia. Lanka? Armenia. Yeah. Oh, Sri Lanka too. Yeah. Sri Lanka, Armenia and Maldives. And mm -hmm. so these are four places that allowed both the United States unjabbed people and Philippine unjabbed people to both go. Um, there were regulations around it. Like in Mexico, you have to have a certain income level. You know, they don't allow anybody yeah. just to show up. Um, they, they didn't have like, they, they are actually like very open, like no restrictions whatsoever when it comes to the like COVID stuff. But the, the visa requirements are pretty, pretty intense. Like you have to have this much money in the bank, like things like that. Got it. And yeah. also like maybe the, the, the safety concerns as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause it was a bit of a challenge figuring out, Hey, where do I want Rosin flying into that's safe, that's secure mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you can't just let somebody fly anywhere. So anyways, mm -hmm. uh, we eventually settled on the Maldives and you know, it does sound like a destination resort and it is, but we were able to find some, um, accommodations that fit our budget. And mm -hmm. we were able to uh, get flights, um, including through one of your friends as well, 
was able to really help out with um, uh, cost coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to get that all set up so it wasn't too expensive of a trip, which is great. So we booked the accommodations. You booked the uh, your flights. We started getting ready to go. And so in November, um, I think I went up to LAX and got on my flight and mm-hmm. was taking off and was in the middle of the air. And do you kind of want to explain some background it- on what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Because um, the our flights we planned it so that we will both have a layover in Doha, Qatar. So that is the place that we want to meet at, and uh, like the big yellow sculpture of a bear in there. Um, we wanted to make sure that we will meet there first before we fly to Maldives, and so that's what we did. Um, obviously, because you're further away, you had to go first before me. But um, while you were in your flight to Doha, I was at the airport and I was told by the immigration people that I cannot go. Right. They are they are requiring me to have uh, certain documents that has uh, something to do with our relationship. Basically, it's uh, like a document that proves the government that this is a legitimate relationship and that it is really for the purpose that we, we talk about. You know, it's not like for what were the like possible reasons like mail order but i don't know if that's still a thing right now but it could be for um for for trafficking for for for, for whatever purpose and they're saying that it's to protect me because i'm a filipina and like a lot of cases have already happened that filipinas would meet up with their foreign partners in uh another country and then all of a sudden they would lose contact from her and like the next thing they know she's already beaten up or she's dead and stuff like that so yeah the paperwork that they were requiring for me is um, very specific to Filipinas with foreign partners and it's the case for us exactly it's a great summary and so to kind of give some uh, context there um, the United States didn't have any like regulations for me to travel anywhere you know, mm-hmm. they do put advisories up to say we recommend or we don't recommend, or they do close certain countries uh, mm-hmm. based upon certain rules. Um, but for other countries like uh, the Philippines, um, they've gone through a lot of issues in the past decade or so where people would travel and they were a bit naive, and that naivety resulted in their personal harm. And so, logically, the government's like, hey, we need to protect our people. We need to baby them a little bit, and so mm-hmm. they have. Because a... we're a very, we're a very traumatized country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very trusting, traumatized <laughs> people. Know Filipinos are also very nice people generally. Of course, <laughs> <We're> like mm. <laughs> mm, maybe. <laughs> oh, dare you! <laughs> and so um, uh, they have these rules in place where the immigration officers are there to protect the citizens from being duped into something and that's what mm-hmm. was the case here is that the um they require certain paperwork and that paperwork wasn't done by us you know we didn't think that that was a, a rule of regulation so step one everybody when you think about approaching traveling internationally just always double check <laughs> if there's any additional paperwork needed so um yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> i mean like I've never heard, to, to, just to be fair, like, I've never heard of that before. 
um, I've traveled to like some Asian countries too before. So not my first time to be out of the country and there was never anything like that. As it turns out, it like that particular um, uh, sector of the government has always been there, but they were never strict about it until the, the pandemic hit the, the country. So be, it was because of the COVID. That's why they started requiring that now. Prior uh, to that, okay. it was only for like overseas Filipino workers, I think. But got now it. they have already included uh, uh, Filipinas who have foreign partners because during the time of the, the lockdowns and all that, because our borders are closed, it did not reopen until just February, just this year. So because our borders are closed and people are already getting lonely, not being able to spend time with their loved ones, what's usually happening is that um, the two people would meet in a third country. And so because there's a lot of Filipinas going out of the country, that's why they started to be more strict when it comes yep. to that stuff. Yep. And also uh, there was a context now for your travel, which was meeting with a foreign partner. And mm -hmm. yeah. I, again it goes back to that point most people when they meet online it's not what you think it is right either the guy mm -hmm. is not what you think it is the girl is not what you think it is um maybe it's not even a girl maybe it's somebody catfishing <laughs> trying to catch you <laughs> so, someone with an adam's apple <laughs> someone with an adam's apple as uh Ross mm. would say <laughs> so back to kind of the uh, timeline i'm mid-flight and i'm getting these messages from Rosalind saying she can't get through so unfortunately, I had to turn mm -hmm. around in Qatar and return back to the United States. But during this time, it was okay because that was God's will. That was what was supposed to happen. And that's mm -hmm. how I approached it. And to kind of relate it to doubting every thought, um, there's always the temptation that when your plans that you thought were going to happen, like, you know, Rosalind and mm -hmm. I were getting, we were looking forward to meeting. We're like, this is going to be great. You know, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise you know, all that stuff. Um, but many times when your plans get disrupted for some reason, like for us, when we were planning on meeting up, uh, then mm -hmm. suddenly you got offloaded. That's what it means when they're not letting you through um, because there was certain paperwork that we needed. There's that temptation to say, oh my gosh, the plans aren't working. Oh no, God doesn't want this to happen. We're all doing this there wrong, you know, all that. There's actually a lot more of those thoughts, like during moments like that, you will just be completely bombarded by those thoughts like, oh, this is not working. Oh, what's going on? Oh, God, did God for, for forget about me or things like that? It, right. It's much more stronger during moments like that. It can be. And I think sometimes, too, the reason why it's stronger is because we kind of believe them. And because yeah. you believe it a little <laughs> bit, then it gets in and then it really spreads. And so... It's always good to be aware of your thoughts during challenging mm -hmm. times, to be aware and to watch them and observe them with patience and calmness. And mm -hmm. so I'm on my flight. I'm reorganizing the schedule to get back. And I was very grateful that I had the patience and calmness to be okay with this because that's God's will. You know, yeah. it's if, if I were to say, oh, no, this was supposed to happen. Well, now I'm acting like I know the future, right? And I don't. You know, this is exactly what was supposed to happen because that's what happened, you know, for whatever reason it may be. And so um, to kind of get back to the story and to bring it, you know, stop trying to talk about doubting every thought. Um, you know, I get back to the United States and we kind of um, take a moment to take a step back and <clears throat> we just kind of talked about the experience and how um, 
in fact, this didn't really change. I think you worded it well, like to me, it didn't change anything. Um, mm -hmm. I would say for a lot of relationships going through challenging times, I think is actually it, a good thing, you know? It's um, like how, how I see it is that that particular moment was a perfect time to reveal something to us, especially to me, because um, I got to like witness your, your character during that particular moment, although not physically, you know, because I didn't get to see you. Right. But um, I just completely like admired how you were just very patient and very calm the entire time. I was falling apart because, well, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I was at the airport. I was told that either either you give us this paperwork or you wait for the borders to open, which at the time we didn't have any idea as to when it will happen. But for now, you will not be allowed to get into your plane. Go back to the check-in counter and get your bag. And like I was just completely falling apart. And so it really helped big time that when I was talking to, to you back then, you were just like being very chill and, you know, being very clear with everything. Because um, during that moment, there's a lot of temptation to already try to figure out and, and solve the, the problem immediately, which at right. the time it was impossible because it required going to like embassy, uh, preparing a lot of paperwork to support the relationship and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more that's being required from us, especially because we have never met yet. For those couples who were already who were already able to meet prior to pandemic, it's much easier for them because like they can tell that oh it's legit and stuff like that. Yeah, they actually know each other. So, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, obviously, they they don't understand like what it is that we have, and um, that's okay, you know. But going back to what I was saying is that what happened during the offloading process was a great revelation for us in that like I I saw how you were as a man in the relationship and you were there strong enough to, to stand for the both of us when I was just literally falling apart at the airport. Yeah. You told me to go home, just sleep for now and then don't think about any of this for now and just, just rest. And so that's what I did. Yeah. And I can also tell that from, from that moment on, like, our relationship as it is was already very was already really good prior to the planning of the meetup but after the offloading experience it just it, it got deeper and it it just made us closer even more yep. you know so at this point like right now i'm i'm sitting here it's 10 o'clock p.m <laughs> on march 2 i could say that i am extremely grateful that that happened because um, apart from the lessons that we got, that we learned from it, you also said that everything that's happening is happening as they should. Nothing right. is wrong. There's nothing that God forgot. Everything is all planned out. And I'm, I'm just very thankful that, we, that I get to see that now. And we're here. Yeah, exactly. And I think two things I want to say is while I was on the flight, I wasn't on any drugs. A lot of people will say like, <laughs> wow, you're so calm because you're on a, uh, like a Xanax or some sort of thing. Um, it was just coffee. Yeah, I was on coffee. That's airplane true. food. Airplane food. Okay, I was on drugs. I was on airplane food and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times people will say, make exceptions like, oh, no, that's not possible because mm -hmm. you were probably uh, on antidepressants or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. And I the could. other thing, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that I could imagine, actually not imagine, because I heard this from a lot of people, you know, um, that their partners are just 
freaking out, are just extremely angry, cursing, raising their voices and all that. They just right. completely lose it. And during that moment, you're like, just, just very chill. Just very yeah. clear. This is what you need to do for now. Go home, get some rest, and then we'll figure things out tomorrow and, and stuff like that. And then we slowly work towards the requirements and... Yeah, and then we I get think, to talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, we actually get to share it now. So this is mm-hmm. you know, the result of it. The other thing too is, like, yes, financially, um, it did impact me. It wasn't like you know I'm made out of money, right? So, yes, you know, it did cost additional money and all that. So it's not like also that um, I don't understand financial pain. Um, mm-hmm. I would just say that I was very fortunate to be able to observe the temptations to, like you said, you know, to um, judge the situation a certain way um and again this isn't meant to like build me up or like be a podcast about you know why jacob is amazing right this is your <laughs> podcast after all <laughs> no, it is my kidding. podcast so you caught on <laughs> <laughs> no that this is this is pretty much just really telling you guys as to what it was that happened like no sugar coating whatsoever it's right. what happened yeah it was and um I was actually just amazed. It's, you know, many times when you do silent prayer, doubting every thought, um, you, when things are going well, you're just sitting there quietly and you're like, wow, I'm with God. I can feel my fingers. I'm in the present. I'm like, oh, there I go. Mm-hmm. Disappeared. Now I'm back. It's one thing. But it's another thing that when you are in a challenging situation and then you have that split second moment to judge, and you take a step back and observe that judgment. You know, so when when I got the news initially, uh, when you're like, oh my gosh, bad news, there's always that moment where Satan's just like, you should feel bad. You should freak out, right? He's, he's trying to get you to judge the situation, judge the person, judge the government, judge the um, immigration officers, judge all mm-hmm. these things. And if you can actually, you can see God working through you because... Uh, there's that moment where you actually wait and you observe it and you're like, wait a second, there's no need for me to do anything here. And that's the pause that God gives you, you know, when you actually have faith with him. And I felt that that was an amazing experience for me because um, I couldn't have done that myself. I thought it was just God mm-hmm. working through me in a way. And it sounds very, uh, absolutely sounds kind of biblical, you know, but it was just, I'm very thankful that I had that response. So I just want to kind of share that with people that, it wasn't me doing it. It was God through me doing it, right? And mm-hmm. it sounds arrogant, but when you're actually with it, you'll understand what I mean. I'm not saying I'm the special boy because this is something everybody can kind of experience when they go through um, when they go through challenging times. Uh, it doesn't mean that the results will be like godly. It just means that you'll be at peace as you go through your life. And this was a great example of that for my life. And I think you saw that as an example, what a man should be, and then. You're able to respect that, and then it helps you mm-hmm. return back to who you are, which is the rosin that I know, versus you know caught up in your emotions and your thoughts. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah, it it, it totally makes sense. And um, basically, I also just want to say that there would be, like you were saying, that anyone can pretty much do what you did, and that's very true. Because um, everyone, every single person has God within them. So they should be able to, they, they will be able to do that. But obviously, um, there's that temptation from Satan to, it, it's one of those thoughts that would tell you that 
everyone reacts this way. You're supposed to be angry. You're supposed to feel frustrated. You're supposed to to feel like you want to get back at them, like right now. There's that temptation, right. but right. Um, the the whole doubt every thought power that was from God, that um, it was very good that you got to see through that temptation and then like just be able to observe it. So think, it was very um, helpful. Yeah, I think other point too that you make, which is a great point, is um, you think about what you should say or what should be happening or what the normal reaction should be. Mm. You should blame the CFO officer or the immigration officer. Mm-hmm. You should... Or like uh, blame yourself. Yeah, you should be... Uh, yeah, you didn't research enough ahead of time. You should have known about this paperwork. Um, I should have um, trusted myself when I knew something was... I don't know. And it's not just in this process, but in relationships in general. When you think about... Um, we should be intimate with each other. Uh, she should mm-hmm. be doing this for me. Uh, he should be paying more attention to me. It's that should, and it's that imagination that really drives a wedge in a relationship because instead of being with the individual, you're now with your thoughts and you're with darkness. And that creates this wedge in your relationship. And if the man isn't righteous, it just puts more fuel on that fire to be able to justify whatever you're believing as a woman. And I don't blame them because most guys are just ridiculous these days, believing their thoughts, watching porn, not being worthy of actually having a righteous woman or not being worthy of a woman in general. Um, Yet women (laughs) try to make it happen. And I don't blame them either. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. The whole should thing is actually pretty mind blowing, you know, like, once you once you see it that like wait why are you dictating what's supposed to be happening like it's god's job right right you're supposed to just live just be in the present but you know there are times when um our, our mind just gets clouded with judgment we're pretty much consuming what satan is feeding us yep. and you know those things happen and so we just yep. move on from there but that's yep. a pretty mind-blowing realization that um i hope everyone can can get a lesson from yeah a lot of people think something should you don't happen. live in the should yeah don't live in the should you live in the now you know so mm-hmm. like one thing too i think it's a very simple saying i probably heard but it was um whatever is happening um is supposed to happen so that's mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be you know mm-hmm. so yeah. if you think it shouldn't be happening you're acting like you're god because mm-hmm. you're acting like you know what the future should have been when in reality, if you can show me where the future is, I would love to see it, but I have yet to have somebody (laughs) show me where the future is. They've never been able to um, actually show me. So um, I think that that, I love how that relates to the podcast about how um, whatever happens is supposed to happen because this is God's realm. Mm -hmm. And so if you think it shouldn't have happened the way it, it did, well, you know, maybe you're worshiping a different God. A lowercase g. <laughs> the lowercase g. Yeah, the little little g, not big g. <laughs> so that was kind of the initial experience. Um, offloading, we started talking afterwards. We actually had a friend uh, say like, hey, maybe this is God's way of having you guys strengthen your relationship. And I agreed wow. with that person. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, maybe um, whatever happened was supposed to happen. And it's also not for us to understand why it's happening it's just supposed right. to happen because it is 
and it's our job right. to stay in the present. A lot of times when something challenging happens, um, people will then go to a therapist and talk to the therapist and relive it for months and mm -hmm. months and years and years. And at the end of the day, and they they, just, they're trying yeah. to change it in their minds. Yeah. They're trying to like re-rationalize it and change their worldview so that they can better react to this realm. And I personally don't think that's really smart because you're reliving the imagination. You're basically spending time with Satan, you know, so <laughs> I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> Not saying that therapists are Satan. I'm just saying in that conversation, you're reliving. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I understand therapy. <laughs> spending time with Satan, your daddy. <laughs> All right, I really so, like. Yeah. I really sorry. I just want to like add. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like what Owen Benjamin said. Um, like when I was listening to one of his live streams, he said that God has a plan and the best always happens. And yeah. you know, when you say always, it's a pretty big claim, but um, we can confidently say that this word can, um, yep. totally apply to God because He yep. is a very consistent God. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I was drinking some coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> so it's a really good point about how I, I, I like to ask that question too to people when they're freaking out about restrictions and war and all that. I, I always ask like, well, do you think this is God's realm? And do you think that he wins? You know, and mm -hmm. the answer usually is uh, yes, it's God's realm. And unfortunately, yes, he will always win. That's always the mind, in their mind because they know where I'm going. Because if God always wins, then what are you afraid of? You know, exactly. You're afraid of your thoughts. You're afraid of the imagination. You're afraid of uh, suffering in your mind versus a little bit of suffering in your life. And so, uh, yeah, the best did happen. So whatever happened was supposed to happen. We talked more. Mm -hmm. We learned more about the process. And we did a lot of paperwork, um, you know, after all this happened. Excuse me. I think that um, what we realized is the rules that are in place are there for a reason, and we understand them. And even though it doesn't apply to us, how is the immigration officer supposed to know? You know, how many times have they heard, "No, no, no, it truly is my boyfriend. I, mm -hmm. I know it's fine." They've heard that every single day, you know. And it resulted to something else. Yep, they know about things that we don't know about, and we should trust them. Um, and so that was the job. case here. Yeah, that was the case here. And we realized you had to do uh, some paperwork called, um, well, we just, you need a proof that it's actually real. And yeah. I think that actually strengthened the relationship too, because it required me to actually uh, go do a bunch of legwork, go get my employment verification, go get my W-2s to prove that I'm single, go get a... Uh, no, no criminal record. Yep, yeah, go get a, a criminal record uh, check. I was actually interested in it because I wasn't sure if there was something that I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first opened it up, I'm like, please don't have something I'm not expecting. <laughs> oh, you're living in the short. <laughs> oh, she got me. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, and it, it really required me to ask myself, is this relationship real? Right. Mm -hmm. And of course, the answer is yes. But it was fascinating going through that process because I had to... Um, put you know actions where my you know conversation was and, and again i was on the flight i was going there the proof was in my actions already but exactly. this was just another level of showing it and um 
I kind of wanted to share that because sometimes in relationships, especially long distance, you have to start putting in the work. And that is how I put in the work. And many times in the relationship, the guy or the gal, they don't want to. And that's okay. It's just a great reveal at that time that, hey, maybe this relationship isn't a good one. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is a time where people mm-hmm. step up and they follow through and they really want to commit. So I, I always say that actions, pay attention to the actions and the words as are nice, but the actions are where it counts. And that's something I think I share with you, Rosin, a lot is, you know, when um, there may be challenging times, I'm always like, what? pay attention to what I'm doing. You know, I am getting on these flights. I am putting these things together. Sometimes I am a bit retarded and that's okay. But that's what you're there for. You're there to supplement and help. You're the helper in the relationship. (laughs) That is like, that is like really not a problem for us because like it has been established from the very beginning. Like even before the courtship started, there was already a conversation back then um, that you told me, pay attention to my action. Like, you know, not, not the words. Yep. The actions so, are um, where it matters. It's yep. a very, it's a very helpful tip for for guys out there, you know. So. Yeah, and for girls too. I mean, if a guy says that he cares all the time on the phone, but uh, he isn't putting either the time in, or he's not putting in the mm-hmm. effort. I'm not saying like he has to give you money. I'm saying, whatever effort that you can see him trying, that's all that matters. Right. You know, because right. then you know that he's moving towards the right direction. And you'll know if they're faking it eventually because if it's supposed to work, it'll work. And if it won't, it won't. And there's no need to deceive yourself um, about it otherwise or try to make believe that it should work. You know, that's one of the main yeah. challenges I see people do. Um, I think a yeah. good rule of thumb about that is if you are actually questioning if the guy is committed to you, if, if that is one of your questions in life, then that should already be the answer as well, right? <laughs> it can be. Like if you have to yeah. ask yourself that. It definitely can be. There's definitely moments where maybe your thoughts are tricking you into seeing things that aren't true. Um, I could definitely see that being a distraction sometimes. But you are right. Most of the time, uh, it sounds... It does sound a little extreme, but um, women's intuition is generally correct. And the issue is, is that... Not um, institution. (laughs) Yeah, not institution. Like the intuition is generally correct. The issue, the problem is, is just that they see so much instability within the men. And then there's also so much instability within themselves that it creates Mm -hmm. all this chaos and confusion. And that Mm -hmm. if you don't have a man who is simple and righteous and seeking the kingdom of God only, which is very Mm -hmm. rare, very rare. Um, (laughs) It's very, very hard for a woman to then baseline on what is actually true. And then her intuition is sometimes right. Sometimes she's not following it. It just creates confusion. They start taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds and then things just fall off the rails. (laughs) So, so anyways, um, we talked about the initial meetup. We then spent maybe two months uh, working really closely together on making sure I had all the paperwork and getting it mm-hmm. authorized and verified and then shipping it to you. Um, I'm just remembering that now. That was a lot of good effort. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that was like um, in, in December, back in December, we started planning stuff all over again that we want to do this in the next few months or so. 
uh, started the paperwork come January. I got sick, and that right, that's okay. Right. But because of the sickness, that was like another challenge to go through because it might be a reason for my company to not allow me to leave. Oh you know, right, yeah, I... get the time off from work. Yeah, you know, that's mm -hmm. the other thing too. This isn't like you know we are millionaires and we don't work. Uh, you and I. Yeah, we we are both working, <laughs> and that's another yeah. thing too. Actually, during the time at the airport in November, so most of the time the the immigration people are there to uh, detect um, naive women who are not able to like support themselves, who are not who are like just completely totally dependent on the man. Um, it felt like it was not the case for me because like I, I have a job in the Philippines, um, like I, I have a. You know, I am working. It's not like I'm just gonna go there and and do whatever. I feel I I felt like I have enough reason to for them to allow me. But then again, there was the paperwork. We're over that. I was just saying that I've never yeah. heard of that before, and that was the cost of the offloading. But going yeah. back to the January timeline, um, I got sick, and then um, I was absent from work for a while, and that was also. Um, kind of a challenge for us to to find out if they would still allow me to uh, go for that trip in February because from November right. we moved it to the February timeline instead. Right, and the whole time, even when you were sick, it was always about doubting every thought. You know, your imagination is saying things, not yours, but in general, it'll say things like, um, "You're already taking this time off. You're not. They're not going to let you take off more time." you're being mm -hmm. sick, you know, they're not going to let you take an extra week off or a week and a half. Like, what mm -hmm. are you thinking? Do you think you're the special girl that gets all this time off? You know? <laughs> so your thoughts will Whatever, do that Satan. to you. Yeah. <laughs> hush, hush. Hush, hush. <laughs> hush, hush, Satan. <laughs> and so when those thoughts are talking to you and it sounds like you, really just stay in the present. And like I always say, if you're supposed to get the time off, you'll get it off. And if you're not mm -hmm. supposed to get the time off, then you won't. And oh yeah, like, that's it. Like even then, even then, um, you were just uh, telling me that okay, so if you did get the time off, that's great. We will be able to meet in February. If not, then we'll find another time to to do it. So that's yep. uh like one of the things that I like extremely appreciate about the relationship, like between you and me, is the fact that um, it's always a me and you versus external things it was never it was never me versus you right and we weren't we're the, not the fighting reason, yeah yeah right yep. the, the reason i'm saying that is because a lot of the like relationships out there like they have conflicts because um like they, they are just fighting each other like they don't get along with a lot of things and the important stuff they don't talk about but for us in that case especially um even when I was again being tempted to believe that I will not be able to go, you were just, you know, if if it's not in February, that's okay. We'll find a different time. And that really helps. That yeah. really helps. It really does. And I think at the core of it, the man needs to be seeking the kingdom of God only. I think a lot of times too, guys worship their woman. Like they think mm -hmm. that his woman is his God and they don't even realize it. And usually that happens through intimacy being sexual with someone, it causes mm -hmm. the man to get unnaturally attached to her. And yeah. initially it feels good in the moment or maybe good for the next couple of weeks. But then when the challenging times come and the man needs to stand strong and be calm mm -hmm. and patient, it's very challenging if the man has been intimate because now the woman knows that he's an unrighteous guy. 
He's somebody that right. she can manipulate. You know, he's somebody that right. whatever can be. And that's just something I want to call out the guys is that the reason why you're not supposed to be intimate before marriage is because when you do that, you're really just showing by example that you're worshiping something else other than God. And you then suffer for it later on. And many times you don't understand why you're suffering, not realizing mm -hmm. that it's the unrighteous actions you've done months earlier that then now has come to the surface and it's causing the relationship to have issues. And, you know, it can be challenging in the moment to not be intimate. You know, it can be challenging um, sometimes to not engage in sodomy, whatever it may be, uh, or whatever, whatever the um, judgment is. It can be challenging not to engage in judgment, um, but it's worth it especially in the moment. If, yep. Especially if, if it's something that you've been so used to for most of your life, which is like everyone. Yep. Yeah, and especially if the example you have around you is everyone else is doing it. You know, everyone else is engaging in these things. Everyone else is taking birth control. Everyone else is being intimate before marriage. Why not you? You know, and everyone else is doing the special arm juice. Oh yeah, everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a funny way to put it, right? Like, yeah, the arm I'm juice. Not yeah. Taking the special arm juice. Right, and it's not that you're fighting it. It's more you're more just like, well, I just don't see it right now, so stop. I'm just it. waiting for God to show me. Exactly. So I, I just say for guys, it's very important to be righteous, not just for seeking the kingdom of God and having peace. But mm -hmm. if you're given a woman, you are meant to guide her and help her. Um, and in return, she can provide you so much value in a relationship because it's no longer you trying to be the fancy boy. It's together you two are working towards a better future. Well, actually, the future doesn't and exist. <laughs> and it definitely he helps to keep um, Eve at bay. Yeah, so we we have a joke no where uh, <laughs> yeah we have a joke where the temptations that maybe Rosalind goes through it's Eve you know Adam and Eve talking, and so we always joke and say, put down the apple Eve, you know. And sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's challenging, but um, it's funny every it. time. It's funny every single time because like sometimes I'm like like lost in my emotions and in my thoughts and all that, and then out of nowhere, like I'd be like really serious and you'd be like put down the apple even and I just <laughs> laugh about it and the spell yeah. is gone. Yeah, and that's it works for us and I think it's a wonderful example um, to kind of realize. But wow, this has already been um, forty five minutes. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked about the actual trip itself. Um, the actual trip, yeah. Yeah, the actual follow-up on the trip. Do you think you want to cover that now for about 10, 15 minutes and then um, go our separate ways? Or do you want to kind of save that for another podcast? <laughs> I guess we could. We could. We can talk a little bit about it because, like, we already started it. So. Yeah, we did. So, um, so round two. We finally two. met in February. <laughs> so, in February, uh, we scheduled it. The last thing I want to kind of say too is even if the future isn't real, you can still plan for contingencies. So this time around, I got more uh, insurance, you know, so that if there were challenges that occurred, um, whether it's in Roslyn's flight or my flight, I made sure that financially I wouldn't be uh, damaged um, by whatever we try to plan. So that's one thing I want to say is that yes, the future is not real. But you can always plan, and if your plans don't coincide with God's plans, well, then you protect your downside. You know, so you can always do it that way, but that's just the approach. So just to get back to the story, in February, um, 
we got all the paperwork together. Rosin had this nice big old binder. You went through uh, immigration to get on your flight. And mm-hmm. um, you want to talk about I your was experience there. there? Yeah. Um, so I have the, I was carrying this super like really thick binder that's full of paperwork, mine and his, and the ones that were, that was asked from me back in November. Um, yep. I was in the immigration for like about three hours. Yeah. I, I thought it would already be like really easy because I just had to show them what they were looking for in November, but it wasn't like that. Um, it still lasted for like over three hours. By the time that they stamped my passport, um, my flight is already currently like boarding passengers. Yep. And so um, I had to hurry. But during that time, like I was just extremely, extremely grateful so basically, um, what we did this time is we scheduled our flights. So I fly first, and then um, Jacob is on standby. So by the time that I'm able to get through immigration and security, I will let him know. And that's the time that he will just go to the airport. So if it happens that I couldn't go, at least he wouldn't be wasting time to go to the airport and wasting money. He can get refunds from the ticket, maybe. Yep. But um, thankfully, it's already God's will this time for us to meet. Um, so I arrived in Maldives in Thursday afternoon. Uh, Jacob arrived on Friday morning. So I picked him up from the airport and that's when the, the first meeting happened. And first meeting kind of happened. Did, it's pretty amazing. Do you want to, do you want to tell them about what happened then? <laughs> well, one thing I'll say too, is that even during the three hour waiting period, that's another time where your thoughts are going crazy. You're just sitting, Yeah. they're going to come here yeah. and say, I can't do this. They're going to say that uh, I don't have enough paperwork. They're going to deny They're going to offload me, right? And again, the importance of doubting every thought is that those thoughts are not you telling you those things. Mm -hmm. God wouldn't Mm -hmm. want you to feel that way. And so he doesn't want you to suffer. So just realize that even when you're waiting and you feel that temptation, it's okay to Mm -hmm. feel it, but just don't engage with it. Be like, ah, whatever, Satan, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Because God is with us at all times. God is with us at all times. I remember in... um, when it was already getting close to that three hour mark, I just like kind of like really surrendered. I was like, you know what, God, if it's your will for me not to be able to go again, that's okay. It's like all of a sudden, um, I, I was I was so scared, I was panicking again, and then all of a sudden there's this peace um that came from God and then I had that moment of surrender that I was like, if it's not meant to happen again this time, it's okay. Um, the reason I'm able to say that is because of that faith that I have in him and the fact that I know that this is not something that's going to destroy the relationship that we have. Like I was like, at the end of the day, Jacob would still be here. We will just find another way to be able to do it. So it's right. fine. I, I accept it. You're, and that's when um, I got called. <laughs> <laughs> You're also able to, you having that faith to know that I'm not going to be angry. Right, because a lot of guys will be like, oh it, it, it wasn't right. you about being angry. It was more like about you leaving. I was like, I don't, I, I'm sure he's not going to leave me because of this. Like, <laughs> I'm <God>. sure. <laughs> yeah, but I also say too, like, knowing that I'm not somebody who will just get angry when you tell me bad news, right? Mm-hmm. Bad news, allegedly. Yeah. Um, that gives you this confidence to know that, okay, like, we'll be able to handle this together. You know, imagine if, yeah. um, we'll okay, don't imagine. But a lot of people, like, they're afraid to tell their partner some bad news because uh, they know they're going to, they don't know. Freak but out. Generally, they're they get stress angry. Or they stress, be like, difficult oh. to talk to. Right, or they're just going to threaten to leave or whatever it may be that unrighteous people do. And if you're a righteous guy and you've proven yourself that you don't freak out when challenging things happen, then in the future, 
well, I know future doesn't exist, but then on other situations when they come up, the woman knows she can trust that the man will be there, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe he yeah. can't be there immediately or maybe he can't be there, whatever it may be, but she knows that it's the right thing. And so right, that's what right. I wanted to say. It's like in a, in, in a female's perspective that I want to share is that, yes, we do know, I do know that we have God at all times. Um, but in this um, particular, in these particular moments, um, I believe it's one of the reasons that God created man for the woman or the, the woman is given or led to the man. Because in those particular moments, um, we, we tend to be a little bit weaker or closer to Satan. You know, and so sure. that's why a righteous man is extremely helpful to be there. So we have like a, a rock to like to a wall to lean on. And so it's very important that the, the guy has that. What do you call that? Like credibility or like. Yeah, credibility is a good word. Yeah, that yeah. that we can that we can lean on you, that we know that you're not going to you're not going to fail us or that you can be strong for the both of us, because in those moments, like it's very challenging for the woman. So. I think uh, the other thing, too, that you mentioned is, like, the woman's closer to Satan, right? And a lot of females yeah. will say, oh, my gosh. Against that. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say, too, is that women are closer to the spiritual realm than men are. And so mm-hmm. that's both sides. That's both Satan and that God. That sounds better, too. <laughs> right. So that's how I frame it. Because I think men are a little detached. And because we're detached, we're able to see it. And so I feel that... Um, women are close to the spiritual realm. I mean, that's why you're able to give, bring new spiritual things into this realm. Um, but I feel like it's not a negative thing. It's just, that's the balance. And so if women mm-hmm. say like, oh, this is misogynistic, well, you can say that, but I don't think that's true because I think women are closer to it. You have more intuition and you're able mm-hmm. to perceive things that sometimes I don't see. And I'm grateful for that. You know, and that's that's the importance of having a man and a woman in a relationship is that there's a difference in what we can see and we can work together um, underneath God's law and really just have a great life. Um, yep. This is this is so funny how we're just if, sidetracked all the time. <laughs> going back, if we're following the righteous path and, you know, that's a big if. But yeah, going back, we made it to Maldives. You made it to Maldives. Yep, and, made it to um, Maldives and then... Um, I made it through security, and then uh, we had to do all the testing for COVID and all the normal stuff that is crazy Mm -hmm. these days, but we just did it. Um, And then um, we uh, met up, and maybe for the first five minutes, I could sense that you were just Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. You were just like, I can't (laughs) believe this is real. Are you actually I wasn't sure if it was real. (laughs) Do you actually like me? You know, all these, all the things that are just temptations, again, from darkness, right? (laughs) <laughs> I, I remember that even I even told you because like you were talking and like you were next to me and that was just like super overwhelming for me at that moment and I was just looking down on the floor and I kind of told you can you just call me on the phone and then let's talk that way <laughs> like how we normally would talk right to kind of make it easier yeah because that's what I'm used to right now this is oh my gosh right it but was pretty pretty overwhelming. it only lasted yeah. for a few minutes just a few and then uh, afterwards we made some fun videos where it's like we did it we did it. We, we did, did it. it. We were just you dancing <laughs> together, and then the people at the airport were looking at us because, you know, it's it's not the typical scene, I would say, for people who are just meeting for the first time. Yeah, usually the but airport us, is like, like an overwhelming, uh, sensual, and for us, it's more just like yeah, two close people who are just so joyful. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like maybe uh, for some people when they meet up, it's just like, ooh, it's not good, right? I'm not saying that that's yeah, always the case. Yeah, it happens. It happens all the time. But um, you shouldn't feel bad if that happens. You should be thankful that you see it. Just like how mm-hmm. the offloading experience, I was thankful that it happened because that was God's will. Uh, mm-hmm. If it were to happen there, it, we'd also be thankful because that's how it's supposed to be. But um, mm-hmm. for us, it was just great, you know. And so we met up, and then we um, took a two-hour boat to the uh, uh, where was it? To the to, island that we're staying at. To the island that we're staying at, and then uh, in our room we had two separate beds because we're not so- sodomites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's another key thing too is um, not to use the culmination of a very joyful event and then engage in intimacy and then just totally tear it down. That's the temptation from Satan. He's like, everything's mm-hmm. going great. Why don't you talk right. it off and with like, sodomy? <laughs> right, right. And it's like, you have been talking for months and now you're finally together in person. It's time to do the, the thing. Do the dirty business. And yep, yep. Nope, we have two separate beds. <laughs> two separate beds and... Two separate single beds. And so even we the... Have to be specific uh, with the size. They're very exactly. small. <laughs> two single beds separate and... Um, uh, not to wrap this up too quickly, but um, wouldn't no kissing, no um, uh, intimacy, none of that stuff. Um, and it sounds extreme, but I think in the long term, to me, it made a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. sometimes I don't have a good explanation for why. It's more just this is what God's will is, and this is what I have to do. And it can be challenging, you. you know. I think you actually, you, you worded it like really differently. Um, you told me that this is something that's very important to you. And it is to me too now, especially because I'm your fiance. Oh, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and that you wanted to make sure that the marriage will be like a marriage in heaven and not in hell. And that we're supposed to to do things right. Because right. it's something that was like extremely apparent during the trip also during the time that we were preparing for it that we just have to to follow um god's will we just have to 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 adhere with with the righteous path and then everything else he's he's he will he will provide everything else will be taken care of and that was something that we've seen we had such a great time in in maldives it's it's almost unbelievable you know but it is believable because it's it's true it it all happened yep and it's just, um, yeah, it was very interesting seeing how it all unfolded, you know, going through the challenging offloading experiences and being mid-flight, um, and then working on all the paperwork together and really realizing the importance of uh, doing that. And then the mm-hmm. flights themselves, meeting in person. Uh, Showing the commitment to each other during the entire process. The entire process, yep. And then um, also just when we're hanging out together, just it felt like it was just how it was supposed to be, you know, and we weren't engaging in intimacy, weren't doing anything wrong um, in my mind. And we're doing what we, what we think is right, not just for us, but for our future generations. You know, if we're blessed Mm -hmm. with children, um, you know, we want them to know that it was founded upon a solid um, core. Basically we practice what we preach. You know, because mm-hmm. so many yeah. people will practice, preach these things. Like, how many priests do you hear practice, you know, preaching things and they practice something very different? You know, how yeah, many... Yeah, behind, uh, uh, behind the scenes. It's behind entirely, the scenes. It's an entirely different story. 
Right. But in our case, like it's extremely clear to the both of us that this is something that may be challenging to to do, but we also know that we just need to to follow God's will and everything else is working out. And it's not something that we're just doing for uh, ourselves, for the two of us, but it's also for the future generations to to come that right. you know they will see us as a good example and maybe they will want to follow you know because that's still in the future still can't predict that but right you know. right exactly and so um uh, i mean we didn't talk about anything in detail but i think that that's a good summary of the whole trip and experience and about the importance of doubting every thought during the whole process mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. die without podcasting we talk about returning to god which is you know you go and forgive and realize you're wrong the judge which is your parents you're judging your parents and then god forgives mm-hmm. you you actually have to go and say Hey, mom, dad, I forgive you for making me resent you. Um, mm-hmm. You do the silent prayer to know thyself and you doubt every thought. Every morning and every night. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and uh, we even did that every time we were um, in the Maldives, which was great. Um, but I would say, too, that doubting every thought is this real thing. It's not just a uh, cliche phrase to make a simple podcast or to... Um, have a tagline it's actually a Mm -hmm. process and you it Mm -hmm. starts with the small things you doubt the small things the tiny temptations and then it leads to the bigger temptations dealing with physical intimacy and those things you doubt doubt the temptations there and And it's not just about thoughts right it's about the imagination it's about thoughts the feelings all that is just temptations to fall away from the present moment with god and when you actually practice it um you get rewarded. And I'm not saying necessarily that we're being rewarded because we're the special, you know, girl and boy here. Um, but it is true that when you follow that righteous path, you tend to get to having more peace within. So I have more mm-hmm. peace now than I've ever had. And I think Rosalind, that's probably true for you too. Um, it is. It is. We can make that claim. <laughs> we can claim it. <laughs> All about being careful about how many claims you make. <laughs> right. But we know that's true for us and we wanted to share it because um, it's the actual practice of what we've talked about in the podcast and right. also what Jesse Lee Peterson's talked about, what Roy Masters have talked about with so many people. You know, when I talk with Jacob about this too, this mm-hmm. is the actual implementation of it and it's just right. the beginning and we can't wait to see where it goes, but we just wanted to share this as an example um, for those who were interested in knowing more about it something coming to fruition and you know knowing that you are actually able to to practice what you preach or what you talk about um in person and you know it just helped to make things so much better for us and that's another thing too that i want to share i know we have to like already end this really soon but um also just want to share that during this trip in february um that's when we realized that how how God just planned everything really nicely this time. The trip was so, so good. It was, um, we had a great time. We had a lot of rest as well. And um, right. we're engaged now. <laughs> and yep. we are super, super grateful every single day. We tell yeah. each other that every single day as well. Yeah, and I think one thing I remember telling you is that we're not just saying, oh, I'm so grateful for you and it's just like when people say like, I love you, right? You can tell they don't care. <laughs> we don't say that. <laughs> right. We don't say that because I don't have love to give, right? It's God's love through me. Um, but 
when we talk about being grateful, it's just we're grateful that we're able to go through this together. Like I'm grateful that I've been given the strength to have that consistency. And I'm mm-hmm. grateful that Rosin follows, you know, and I'm not saying I know what the future holds, but being able to say that you're grateful is just this gift um, that uh, uh, is real every time I say it. So if I, you don't say it when you're not feeling it, you should say it when you know it, but when you're really reflecting, right. um, there's so much to be grateful for in our lives. And it's just always a good reminder in the relationship to remind yourselves what you're grateful for. Cause mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in this realm that uh, are going sideways. You know, the special arm juice, a lot of people worrying about (laughs) the war. Yeah. War and rumors of war as the Bible says. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's nothing to fear if you have God on your side and you do by, you know, seeking the kingdom of God only. And um, that's where we're at. It's going well. And and the gratitude also um, just don't apply to the the good things alone. Um, The real challenge, um, I, I got this from you. The real challenge is when you can still be grateful even when things aren't turning out the way you want them to be. Because again, it goes back to what we said earlier that things are happening as they should because God has a great plan and we are a part of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. The plan is what it is. And if you doubt it, well, then you're doubting God. Just just relax, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> And it's wait just, and see. <laughs> and wait and see. As I always, the number of times we say wait and see, doubt every thought, you know, um, it's happening the way it should. We say it all the time to each other and we laugh. And, and if you're uh, supposed to know, you will know. <laughs> if you're not supposed to know, you won't know. That's uh, very that's, simple. <laughs> very simple. And so next step for us is just to get the immigration stuff figured out. And then um, if the Philippines opens up, then I'll come out and visit and, you know, keep things going and just letting one thing lead to another, but every day just being very grateful has always been, um, you know, one of the hallmarks of our relationship. And so mm-hmm. for everybody else, hopefully your relationship's going well too. If you have uh, questions or concerns, we're always available. Just reach out to us, uh, Um Anything else you want to share, Rosalind, before we split ways? Just take one day at a time. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a great way to, to live, not to be completely overwhelmed by... The things that are happening nowadays, just focus on what's right in front of you. I think I say that a lot, but it's because it's very, very true. And something you say it a lot to me practice. too. Yep, you say yeah. it a lot to me where you're like, just focus on what's in the next week or two. Like, handle what's the right yeah. thing. And that's such yeah. a key thing for me. Focus on your health, focus on the visa process, sleeping. focus on mm-hmm. sleeping, the work situation, all that. Um, if you just focus on what's right in front of you, then you'll be able to handle what comes. Yeah, because and you it's also it. yeah, and and I see it also as a way to as a way of giving God more authority in your life because you don't try to to predict everything and figure out everything. You're allowing God to be really the God in your life by you know God. I'm just gonna do what's right in front of me. You take care of the rest. If I'm supposed to do it, I know you will tell me, and it's working out pretty well for the both of us. Yep, exactly. And we'll just wait and see and be thankful for how things unfold and. I think that's a, it's a good podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's, it did, <laughs> that's it for today. That's it for today. So everybody, um, thanks for listening. If you're interested in hearing more podcasts, just go to diverthought.com and then uh, we can just kind of take it from there. But um, thanks, Rosalind, for being on. I think we'll have you on more often talk about relationships and 
all that because it seems like everybody don't know how to do it right. <laughs> oh no, how dare you? How People dare are you? just doing what, what they think they're supposed to be doing. Um, our role is to just basically share what it is that we do and how it's resulting into something different from what others are experiencing as well, you know? And it would be good to be able to like share like a female perspective in a way. You know? Yeah. So. Share, Thanks share for having one. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's, so that's, a, that's a very Filipino way of saying it. So. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, everybody. We'll have a good rest of the day and uh, have a great week. We'll see you again on the Diary Talk podcast. Take care. Bye bye. Crushed it. We crushed it. Yeah. <laughs>